0: Broke
1: Your amnesiac child with two broken legs, just be like, take her to the bed. <laughs> It'll be fine. I think this will work just fine. Okay. So, uh, hello, listening audience. I know you were thinking, hey, since they're not in the same location, maybe we won't hear George barking. it's It's not true. You're gonna always have that. <laughs>
0: turns out he's uh, back and better than
1: ever from a distance. Uh, so I think it'll be obvious just from how things sound that Melanie and I are not in the same room because we're responsible yeah. adults.
0: Yeah. I'm in my home. Stephanie is in her home with the microphone. Um, I'm at my my work desk. I heard, hope that you heard the air quotes around that because <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> Not really a desk,
0: but we're making it work anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. she's she's knitting right now. I can see her <laughs> doing it. We're FaceTiming.
0: Um, um, oh, yeah. Um, in case it's not clear already, I'm Melanie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I'm, I'm Stephanie. I think we all know that.
0: Yeah, we all know that. This is past your bedtime. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: if you didn't know that, it says it already. And I don't know who you are if you don't know this. <laughs> Um, there was at least one stranger that, like, commented on the last one, but it was one of those things of, like, uh...
1: Oh, it was, like, a fake... It
0: really great. If you want us to get you more... And I was like, please don't.
1: <laughs> Hot track, Past Your Bedtime. You did not listen to any of this. You don't know what you're talking about.
0: Did I tell you about the, um, sorry, this is not podcast-related at all, but I don't know how this person found me. And I just remembered that I never responded to them. But I don't know that I want to. Anyway, some person went to, like, add me on Facebook and then, like, messaged me. I didn't, like, accept their request, so it went to just my unknown folks' messages. But they were like, hey, uh, could you help me get connected to any, like, rappers in Missoula? And I was like, why... Am
1: i it's because they, did i get this message it's because they they heard our our hot like <laughs> intro music and they were 100 percent sure that you would be the person to do that
0: she's gonna know she's gonna have a good idea um. and i was like maybe they just messaged lots of other people i hope so because i never responded to them and i still i'm i don't know why that why that was the choice i don't I don't think I give off a strong
1: rapper vibe. I mean, you give off the vibe of somebody who knows rappers, though. Like, you- because you do. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, I can't tell if you saying that is a compliment or
1: an insult. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) saying that that, that you and your family love a white rapper. Am I wrong? Get out of here. (laughs) Melody, you're only laughing because you know it's true.
0: God. I was just telling Jordan the other day like two days ago about how the only time that I really well, I shouldn't say the only time the first time I shouldn't say the first time either when I, <laughs> one of the first times that I got like blackout drunk was when Macklemore was here in 2012 uh, he also said I shouldn't tell people that but... and it It's, like, so out of character, and I'm just, like... It seems like a lifetime ago. But
1: Uh, that's something
0: that has happened in my
1: past. I have never gotten blackout drunk. It's not fun. I've gotten, like, drunk to the point that I was like, oh, I'm drunk. Like, once or twice. Yeah, one time I, like, I accidentally... You know how people play those drinking games where you're, like... I've never whatever, or whatever. Yeah. I'm to drink. Have, yeah, I got into sort of like a, a never have I ever fight with one of my co-workers, where he was just targeting me with shit that he knew that I'd done. How rude. Yeah, like, like, never have I ever been thrown out of another country. <laughs> you get kicked out of England one time, no one ever lets it go. <laughs>
0: That's a low blow. Anyway,
1: yes. We're... <laughs> Sorry,
0: got way off topic. There.
1: It's it's okay because I have access to the thing now, so I can actually edit it. We we really, I'm sure that you guys have noticed that that these are not edited at all, really. Yeah. <laughs> so you're
0: just getting real unfiltered Stephanie and Melanie thoughts and conversation.
1: Um I I did want to say that that we did get a couple of comments on some of our older things. Sonia did say 10 out of 10 ponies on one of our things. So so shout oh, yeah. out shout out to Sonia.
0: Thanks Sonia. I'm glad that there's finally been a 10 out of 10 ponies.
1: Well, I tried to so I I went on a on a search for other books that that Mary Stanton has has written recently, and I did buy what I'm hoping is going to be a ten out of ten for for horse content that yeah. I that I gave to Melanie. I don't know; if she's yeah. had time to read it yet. But I haven't read it yet. But... It, it it seems to be like a romance novel about horses that has is also compared on the back of the thing to Watership Down.
0: Y'all, it is hold on. Wait, let me. <laughs> it's called the Heavenly Horse from the Outermost West. And on the front cover, the Heavenly Horse has, like, you know, rainbow mane and tail and is, like, a, a black and white Appaloosa. And then the Bad Horse has, like, claws where the, the hooves are, where the hooves would be. Um, and, like, yellow snake eyes. You know how snake eyes have the kind of vertical slit pupil?
1: Yeah, well, he, uh, he has to be visibly um, evil. There, yeah, there's no room for subtlety but... in, in Mary's life.
0: Yeah, and then it has, like, um, it has, like, fangs. So that's the evil horse. Um, anyway, and so the, the description on the back, it says <clears throat> the heavenly horse is the dancer, a shiny Appaloosa stallion, first of all horses in the army of 105. That's fucking weird. <laughs> and of the courts of the outermost west. I army, of, I have read this before and for some reason army of 105 has not stood out before, but now I think that's weird. Um, Anor the Executioner, monstrous and fanged, as I mentioned, he has fangs, um, is the servant of the dark horse. He comes from the gates of death and if he can he will destroy the dancer. Between them stands Duchess, the last true mare of the Appaloosa line. She's,
1: <laughs> with, she's not like the other horses.
0: She's not. She's <laughs> not like the other lady horses. Um, with the dancer, she runs away from the barns of men. Don't we all? <laughs> but is stalked by Anor and his harrier hounds. If they can kill her and her foal. Hold up. She's pregnant? Are they married?
1: I mean, I think they- this
0: has not been established. <laughs> this just an out-of-wedlock foal, because that doesn't seem very heavenly to me.
1: Uh, she created a <sighs> bastard.
0: So if they can kill her foal, or if they can kill her and her foal, the Appaloosa breed will be ended. The Heavenly Horse is partly an adventure, partly a fable, and partly even a love story. See, I our... wouldn't let this be not a love story. It's
1: it's it's a romance novel but is also, like, Lord of the Rings-esque.
0: Yeah, like, her entire story. It is also a me- I don't know how to say this word right. Mesmerizing evocation? Yeah, I think so. Of the eternal battle between good and evil. Oh, that's, what, that's right. So then the quote on the back by Nancy Springer. I don't know who that is. Instincts, urges, jealousies, friendships, loyalties, laws. Mary Stan's comprehension of the essential horse struck me as a little short. As little short of supernatural. Are you sure she is not a pooka? I, 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 I
1: don't. Puka, I don't know what that is either.
0: <laughs> I know. I googled it. Um, you'll have to look it up for yourself. It's. Some sort of strange creature from Celtic folklore.
1: So, before we talked about um, batching and doing, like, a bunch of of books at once, and then I read the next book, and I have ten pages of notes.
0: Yeah, and a lot of thoughts.
1: So we figured... Yeah,
0: a lot of thoughts.
1: I'll, I'll, if Melanie will look... That is so <laughs> much. Oh, yeah. I had, um, I had a lot of thoughts, so we decided to just do one, but we're gonna yeah. do this more often, so if you're, like, if you're a fan, um, hopefully we'll be doing this once a week now, since... It's, there's not much else going on. The people are hungry for horse content, and we are prepared <laughs> to do it. So, the cover for, for this book, oh gosh, um... Is
0: this the fourth one?
1: I think so, yeah, and it's, it's, like, by... By Fire, By Moonlight. I have to look it up. I think. But the cover has, like, Ari and her dog and Chase and then what I presume is intended to be Lori as the prow of the ship. You know how there's, like, a lady on the prow of ships, like a mermaid or whatever? But you think it's be Lori? It's a blonde girl. It's a young blonde girl. I guess I Well, I wasn't...
0: I didn't pick up on many things, I think, when I With was... long
1: hair, I mean, that's what she looks like.
0: Let me see. Let me Google that.
1: I, I, think, I think she's meant to be the prow of the ship.
0: Also, I just... Just looking at the cover, I just... I have a, a gripe, um, yes. if you will. Um. So, like, on the cover, like... I feel like there are multiple covers where it... You know, I...
1: His horn is, is bronze, is that what you're yeah, gonna say?
0: so... Or, like, or doesn't, or just looks like it's almost, like, white, just, like, I don't know, like, it's made out of ivory or just regular. Well,
1: um, I think, I think, like.
0: But in the first, okay, sorry, just. No, go ahead. I I started reading the first one over again, um, very briefly, um, and they they totally describe his horn as being um, bronze in the first one. There's, they say that his horn is bronze, and then they switch it to being ebony.
1: There's a lot of inconsistencies. Like there I, so many instances. I still don't know what her non-Bren brother is supposed to be named, because they didn't mention his name in this book. I just... I they, she mentions that she has two brothers, and then she's talking about missing her brother, and she's thinking about something that Bren did, and then she's like, yes, I miss all of them, and doesn't think anything specific about her other brother. So apparently he's not the favorite brother. She has important. a favorite yeah. and it's not Tace or Stally, I think was yeah. the other version of his name. I don't know. He's he's he the does... he's the inferior brother. Okay. But yeah, they yeah. did they didn't yeah, I, I feel like Mary was like learning how to write as she was doing this because I've definitely noticed like a change in quality. Like the first one is definitely not as high quality as the next one. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like they've improved over time.
0: So the description for the fourth one is... Ari and her unicorn, Sun Chaser, have been sent back through the gap to Glacier River Farm, far from Ballinor. Now the gap is blocked. With time running out, Ari must embark on a perilous journey across the Sixth Sea. Um... Okay. Hold on. I'm just going to quickly read, like, a comment because that didn't provide me much of any information. Um, uh, so, okay. So this person is saying the Scepter has personality, but at other times it seems. But doesn't at other times it seems? Does it come to life? Does
1: it it, talk? it talks and it's oh, really yeah, it's like kind of like weirdly sexist at certain points. Because like... why wouldn't it be? You know, the patriarchy is everywhere, including in this inanimate dick scepter. Is it kind of like weird
0: and like testy? Like it's
1: it's definitely got a weird attitude to it. Yeah, okay. I had I had some like I definitely put down some notes about how it's got like a personality and its personality is shitty. <laughs> we get a love interest, a male love interest in this one too. Finally, I we already But I thought him, it but... I I thought it was very noteworthy that even though he's a big part of this story, he is not on the cover. It's just her and the animals and then Laurie as the ship prow, right? Yeah, so That's so... her, right? I
0: mean, I don't know that looks like... It's a
1: young girl with long is blonde hair. is a young
0: girl? She looks old from how far away I'm looking at it, but...
1: Oh, and I was gonna, I was gonna tell you guys, uh, we finally, we had a a Lori Ari shipper up here for me writing that one little fanfic. Somebody, somebody did pop up, and they were like, thank god, somebody else who's also gay ships these two characters. But if you're looking for that type of content, it is, like, a lot thicker on the ground in this book than it has been in any of the other ones. Thicker on the ground. Oh, there's, like, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot, yeah, okay, so By Fire, By Moonlight. I'm looking at the cover on Goodreads, too. I, I don't know, I, I feel like that's her. That's my argument.
0: Okay, I accept that, that that's. I accept that for you. I'm not convinced. I'll just say that's where I'm at. I'm not convinced, but I'm also not. I don't know what the intention was behind the cover.
1: I mean, you guys, you guys can look at it yourself. Yes. But as 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 a fan of the of the Ari lori pairing, I felt like there was a lot of content for that, and that it was reflected yeah. in the cover. But okay. So okay, yeah. you're supposed to say what you remember about this. Yeah. So.
0: Yikes. Nothing. Let <laughs> Let's just get it out of the way. Um, I don't remember much of anything <laughs> from this one. Because, yeah. So, clearly, obviously, they're going to have some sort of challenges, but they go across the sea. So, do they start they start in the the regular world and the sea connects the regular world and the magical world? No. (laughs) Like, because that's the way that the um, that description read, which doesn't make any sense.
1: No, Uh, um, so they, they're in um, glacier river farms or whatever for a minute or two uh, and then they they have to fight a thing and there's drama, and then they go back, and it's...
0: They go back? But I thought the gap was closed.
1: Well, they, like, have to kind of open it back up, and then they have to do, like, these challenges to kind of fix everything, because they, like, they go back, but it's not, like, necessarily into, like, the area of Balinor that they were in before. They're in a different area, like, a different part of that world.
0: And is that
1: so... This is, um, the last time that we did this, you were talking about there being, like, a a creepy tunnel. This is where the creepy tunnel is. Oh. Like, near,
0: um, what's his name, Entia?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like, they have to travel through this thing, and then they they go back to basically where they went in. So they're back at, like, Castle Entia. Okay. And then they have to go to... And then they have to travel. Yeah, Yeah, because if you remember when they went to... Castle Antia the first time. They had to go by boat.
0: Was that when we met the working uh, the working class uh, unicorns? Or yeah. did we... Well,
1: I mean... they like, they went on a boat to get to the whole, like, um, Mordor area. Like, okay. they had to travel via and boat. So
0: they, all, they have to travel back?
1: They have to travel from... to another area that is not the area they've been in to, like, do these challenges because removing the scepter from Balinor and taking Burned it to it the up. normal world has like messed up magic. magic every every cool. everything's all like all fucked up because they removed it, and so she has to like do these challenges to fix that problem. Okay,
0: and is there some sort of like seaside town almost? Yeah. In this? Yeah, there is. Okay. Are there working class unicorns there?
1: There are like other unicorns. I don't know if we really talked to any of them. We do get to meet uh, Chase's brother. His brother unicorn is a character that, that shows up. Wait,
0: what's
1: who's that? He's red. Yes, <gasps> he um, <is>, I know it! <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember. I definitely wrote right. his name down, but he—he's okay, he,
0: red. Yeah, he—he's like one of the royal ones as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's like the leader of like the red band of unicorns, you know, because they're all in like color groups. Yeah.
0: So is he in the Celestial Valley, or is he in? Calum?
1: He he comes to them like okay. while they're doing these challenges to help.
0: Beautiful red stallion.
1: Yeah. Oh God, the face Melanie's making. <laughs> I wish you guys could see it.
0: Uh, oh that's um just when i was i was just looking at my notes um about the from the first book and there was like on like page 19 they were describing like how ari and chase came to like be together and it's it's an arranged marriage (laughs) (laughs) you remember that it's like literally an arranged marriage like they're Describing how like the Celestial Valley agrees to have one of their unicorns go to the royal family for their like firstborn daughter, and they knew this before, like it was agreed
1: upon. It's a political. It's a political family. marriage. I mean, she's it a princess. Is, That's it's what arranged marriage. I was like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what she's describing. Like, if we needed any further proof that this is a romance. That's it. It's an arranged marriage, but one that they're like happy in Mm -hmm. because their souls are connected.
1: Oh god.
0: Anyway, but yeah, so I don't remember anything about this book, I except for that the red brother. Yeah,
1: I, I, I I bet it's gonna be like with most of them. Where once I start talking about this, you'll remember things
0: start trickling in. Well, sometimes it's hard to, or like
1: they all kind of blend together.
0: Stephanie's turn. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh okay is it is it time
0: i don't know what's happening okay it's a we're in a weird period of life i'm sure everyone can relate
1: so what did we decide to name this segment penny for your trots penny for your trots <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we start the book with Atlanta, as basically all of these start. And they start with, like, a Baywatch-style, like, shower scene of her being in, like, a waterfall. And Hell yeah. water's, Atlanta's like, hot. falling on her majestically. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which really cracked me up. I was like, what's happening? How How is there such a strong male gaze happening towards this unicorn right now?
0: Mary knows what the people want.
1: <laughs> and it's it's a glamour shot of Atlanta in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that wasn't the cover. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so... The the watching pool apparently isn't working right now. Like she's not able to to look into it and view other things. I thought it was called the speaking pool, or is there? How many goddamn pools does this book have? Like, are there other pools? Did she change the pool name? I don't really know. I, know. I actually
0: have an interjection slash question, just or just a thought that mm-hmm. I also had when I was briefly reading the first um book, like. Because she can just look into the pool and, like, call Ari's name and find her. Mm -hmm. Why didn't she do that for her family, like, the rest of her family members? Can she only do that for Ari?
1: I don't know if they addressed that, but they did say that she's not allowed to, like, directly speak to people. Like, that's against the rules. She can appear to them in a dream, or she can, like, you know, but she can't, like...
0: I mean, her, her just, like, call, like, being like, I want to see Ari, she just, like, dipped her horn in the thing and said, like, Ariana's name, so that way she could see where Ariana was.
1: I don't and know. don't
0: know where her family- I'm like, why do not you try that with, like, the king and queen? Like, we're all just like, where are they?
1: Maybe they know, and they just, like, haven't had a chance to do anything about it.
0: They're just being- they're just letting them remain captive somewhere. I don't know. Wow. Uh, anyway, Dark. It, just, it just
1: seems like a plot hole. Yeah, In it my does.
0: My opinion.
1: There's a lot of plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I I've decided to start calling the old mare of the mountains Unicorn Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's appropriate. <laughs> so uh Unicorn Gandalf, uh, they is is asked for help here. And then okay, here's Chase's brother. It's a red knoll. Cause, oh, he's, okay. cause, he's re- cause he's red yeah. <laughs> Cause he's red um, uh, uh, My my note was Red Null is red, groundbreaking <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean we named our red horse Red <laughs> Oh no <laughs> I know A friend of mine's boyfriend is called Red cause he has red hair So, I mean, even humans do it I guess <laughs> Not very I shouldn't either. say a friend of mine's boyfriend. Red is also my friend. That's that's Red erasure. Red,
0: also Stephanie's friend.
1: <laughs> we have a secret handshake and everything.
0: That's adorable.
1: Alright, so then, Numenor is apparently Lord of the Sun? I don't know what that I means. Thought, is is he Apollo? the sun
0: was... I thought in the last one, they established that, like, the sun is basically God.
1: Well, it just said... I mean, Lord of the Sun. That's just how they described him here for a minute, so I don't know.
0: But didn't you say, wasn't that what you said last time? Was that?
1: The- no, no, I said that there's a crystal bridge up to, like, whoever is in charge of things, like, up into the um, sky.
0: I thought that was something. I thought that was the sun or something.
1: I mean, that would make sense as, like, a mythology thing, but... I don't, I don't think so. I I feel like Mary's the type who would want like the person in charge to be a person, you know. I mean, God, it's got to be it's, gotta it's be got to be a it's got to be a man, right?
0: Yeah, guess that's a
1: what hu- a hu- a human man, um, a
0: human man.
1: Um, oh yeah. So so the the crystal arch thing, um, apparently starts with amethyst, so that it can match with Atlanta, I guess.
0: Well, she's
1: number one, so. <laughs> so. So, Atlanta cries because she doesn't know what happened to Ari at all. And then a rock that she's crying on complains about being splashed, and then, surprise, it's uni- it's Unicorn Gandalf. I remember that. <laughs> I feel like, like, the old mare of the mountains just spends all of her time, like, doing jump scare pranks where she just pretends to be a rock and waits for somebody to lean or sit on her and then bitches about it.
0: That's, like, 100% what I would
1: do. This this is, I, like, her favorite joke.
0: I cannot wait to be, like, old and just fuck with people all the time. Like, you know that's... Just
1: it. pop out of, like, an ottoman. I'm gonna be grumpy and I'm gonna fuck with people. Um, so then she basically tells Atlanta that she looks tired, and then I, I put, look who's talking... Um, you're sloppy all over the place. Because <laughs> they describe what, like every time they describe the old mayor, they talk about like how she's got all these like long whiskers and stuff.
0: Because she's old, Stephanie. Yeah. Well, if we're gonna be prejudiced. We might as well be prejudiced. Well, if she's gonna show way, up and include ageism, if
1: honest. she's gonna show up and look at Atlanta and be like, "Bitch, you look tired," you should <laughs> clean up your own situation first. <laughs> That's
0: like the most classic like grandma comment as well.
1: <laughs> you look tired.
0: You're looking tired.
1: That just means you're not wearing enough makeup. That's what it always that, means.
0: That was like when I first moved here and had my first winter and then moved back home. Everyone was like, Are you sick? Are you tired? Because you were just more What's pale. What's going on? And I was like, There's no sun. <laughs> this is just <laughs> what I look like when there's no sun. Thank you all for pointing it out and telling me that.
1: I look unwell. Oh, I'm really cracking up at, like, some of the celebrities that always do, like, a heavy spray tan, like, talking about it. Like, uh, I think Kim Kardashian keeps, like, being like, this is the kind of makeup I like to use when I'm super pale. I'm like, that's your actual skin color. What do you mean? this
0: is literally just what you are naturally. I
1: wonder Uh. how
0: Paul Hollywood is faring, because... Every season of Great British Bake Off, he's gotten progressively tanner.
1: I don't know. He's like... I stopped watching when, like, all of those... Like, when Mary and all of them left. I was like, this doesn't have the same tone. Like, Paul was not my favorite part of this, so...
0: He's not my favorite either, but I still love it. I didn't like the most recent season as much, but...
1: Yeah, let's see. So then... I feel about it. Apparently Ari has upset the balance of magic, um, and now there has to be a trial by fire and an ordeal by moonlit. An by ordeal. an ordeal by moonlight, and then I just put oh shit title drop on page eight. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get it in there. So then uh the old mayor pours a real or pulls a real Thor's dad when it comes to answering questions. <laughs> So, if anyone ever watched any of the, like, Marvel movies, the, the part where Loki and Thor are trying to, like, ask their dad questions and Odin's just like, oh, no, I'm gonna go to sleep forever now. I refuse to answer anything goodbye. And just, like, fall, like goes to sleep and no one can talk to him. That's essentially what she does. Um, That's the move. She, she's just like, anyway, I'm tired and now I have to go. So, then she implies that... um that the three will not return thing from, like, her, her prophecy in the last one um, uh-huh. should have been questioned as if they had time to ask questions when you just say some cryptic shit and turn into a rock. Like <laughs> She's like, uh, you know, this would have never happened if they had, like, questioned my prophecy a bit more. Bitch, you just said some shit and then you're like, I'm a rock now. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: You know, she tried to ask questions. She'd be like,
1: "No, no
0: questions, please. It's rock time.
1: (laughs) Time, time for the all sleep."
0: (laughs) Also, just why is that the thing that, like, the wise? um, It's it's is I'm looking for, like, the wise just person in like any story. They that's what they do, like that, like the one that actually knows what she's doing, she just like goes away. And same with like Yoda, and like it's
1: it's some it's it's some classic like shitty parent thing. Like I feel
0: you have to figure this out on your own in order to really grow. We're gonna let lots of people die, lots of things be destroyed, but this will be good for you. This will be a good character building (laughs) moment for you. Um, hopefully you're not extra traumatized by it, and, uh, I don't really feel bad for the fact that lots of people's lives will be ruined in the process. <laughs> it's all worth it in the end, it's... and they will have a great story out of it.
1: It's, like, it's like a shitty dad who, like, doesn't want to talk about his feelings. That's, like, the vibe of this behavior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Look, I don't want to talk about... The war, so I'm just gonna be drinking until I die. Goodbye. Sorry, Sorry, that I'm talking about my dad right now, but (laughs) I was like,
0: How do I respond to what your dad?
1: (laughs) But I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of like, especially older generations and like men, they're like, I don't have feelings and I refuse to discuss them.
0: Yeah. We're just going to push these down until they destroy me and everyone around me.
1: Yeah. It's a classic move. Classic
0: tale. <laughs> classic tale. Doing it for uh, centuries, I'm sure.
1: All right. So then the the evil unicorns are back and at the pit where, quote unquote, the slaves labored. So apparently that whole freeing them thing lasted for like five seconds. I How mean I guess it, I guess it only took five seconds to free them, so it probably only took five seconds to <laughs> enslave them again. The foxes and Lincoln are still there and they're hiding. Here here's a here's a note for you specifically. It says including this note for Mel, uh Dill's scar gets a nuzzle from Basil here. There it is <laughs>
0: I knew that it happened. That is the cutest <laughs> thing in the world there in case wait did you just say that they're foxes yeah foxes and just just picture in your head these adorable foxes one of them has an old injury clearly has some emotional trauma associated with it and their loved one just nuzzles right up to them and uh, that's fucking adorable that will not make your heart swell i don't know what will and you're a monster <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's all I have
1: to say about that. <laughs> You're a monster. Moving on. <laughs> and, and we're moving on. So. so, apparently all of the slaves were just easily and speedily recaptured in one day. Oh, fuck, man. Um, and Sorry. and yet somehow they haven't found this group of animals just hanging out by the pit, like Lincoln and the foxes have been able to to uh-huh. just stay off the radar just fine.
0: Or weren't they in like bushes or something?
1: Well, yeah, but wouldn't like many of the escaping slaves hide in bushes and get yeah, somehow I mean, they, they caught totally. somehow they caught all of them easily and quickly, but have missed this group?
0: No, I'm just, but that's where they were, right? Yeah, Bush. I'm um, just saying for my for my memory's sake.
1: Yeah, and then let's see, my note just says make it make sense. Nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing makes sense. <laughs> uh, Dill says she saw Ari and everybody else fall into a hole in reality. She is carrying this mission on her tiny fox back, single-handedly. She also has to explain that Toby is a celestial unicorn because Basil wants to go find Dr. Bonnie instead of him. Lincoln still won't leave because they're like, okay, well, we can't find Ari and them. We've been waiting for a while. They're clearly not here anymore. So what do we do now? We should, you know, go back to where the ship is. Right. And Dill and Basil head out without him. Dill makes Basil roll in dust to disguise his coat, and they're off. Remember that. And then, so Lori and Ari are back at the farm, and Ari tries to say bye, and Lori is like, what do you mean you have to come explain to my dad what happened? Yeah, uh, how? What explanation could be offered that would be believable to a normal person? You know? Yeah, No, anything. Ari is like, I can't, but I'm sure he'll understand based on you know, the weird outfit. And Lori is like, but I'm going to be in a lot of trouble and it's not my fault. And I just put her dad- Her da- thing's her fault. No, her dad beats her. Like, she- Yeah. I'm like 100% sure. They actually- I have more notes later where she's talking about how afraid she is of him. Like, he like legitimately beats his family. Is that I'm person? positive.
0: It was him that
1: That was like yelling that? and wanting to hit like okay. the horse and yeah. I I like I feel like this is like a domestic violence situation
0: That happens a lot in like kids' books of the just the vague scary parent that is just you're like, Oh, that's a scary person, but you don't.
1: Yeah, I mean who knows if yeah. they like are ever gonna fully flesh that out, but there are definitely. I don't think they do. There definitely is a part where she's talking about how afraid she is of her dad, and Ari's like, wow, that must be awful to be that, like, afraid of your parents. But there's obviously, like, the the level to which, like, she does not want to go back to her house without somebody yeah. explaining that it's not her fault that she was gone makes me, like, think that there's some very serious repercussions. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, no, it's- that- I, I know that, like- they show her complaining and, like, being a brat about a lot of things to the point that, like, you kind of don't take her concern seriously. But the level of, like, effort she's willing to go to to, to not have to face him in this situation makes me feel like it's a serious problem. Yeah. So. That was definitely
0: not... I don't remember. Like, I guess... I don't think they really addressed that. But I definitely did not, like get that when i was little i think part of that because i just had no concept of what that would be like
1: yeah or i mean like i think if you if you've had a normal home life that maybe like you're not as sensitive to those signs i've been like thinking that her father seems like a violent person who hurts his family since like book one but I also yeah. was in foster care, so I know what that looks like, you know. Whereas, sure. like, a normal kid would just be like, oh, this guy seems mean, and maybe wouldn't, like, make the further connections.
0: That's definitely, that was me. Yeah. When I was, that was all I thought of it.
1: You're like, oh, he seems mean. So the the scepter is being difficult about opening a portal, and Laurie's kind of being a snot about it. And then, is it
0: speaking on the human
1: side of it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, it's it starts talking. Huh. So then um, everything gets all greenish and yellow and smells bad. I remember that. And then an area of one of the walls blows up. And Kylie, as like a snake thing, okay. tries yeah. to lure them into this weird pit. Okay. So, See, now, that's snake so now she's got like a snake bottom half and a lady upper half. Oh, Okay. Like, yep. Yep. like a shitty mermaid or like a, <laughs> is she like the sna- when she's just a snake
0: snake, is she like big or I think is she, she like would... a human size
1: snake? Or... I think she's like, a, she's, she's probably like a bigger snake, like a boa constrictor size, I think. But, um, at this point she's like a giant, like, like yon thing. Does she so... have like fangs and shit
0: still? I she... think,
1: I think she probably still has like snake eyes and, uh, and like fangs, but otherwise it's like a lady. Yeah. On if the there's top.
0: one thing we learned from the Heavenly Horse from the outermost West.
1: Is is that if you're evil, you will have slitted eyes. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, this transformation has made her hair greasy because being evil means having poor hygiene, I guess. They just specifically mentioned that her hair is greasy. I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> they're, they're like, by the way, she's not hot at all anymore. <laughs> she looks bad.
0: This is how we know for sure She's no longer
1: hot. <laughs> so, then, um... Her tongue, from a distance, strikes Ari's cheek. And, like, there's, like, poison or whatever. I'm like, is it a frog's tongue? Also, the poison is in fangs, usually is her spit poison? Like, how does she poison get poison on her cheek from a distance from just her tongue? I
0: remember that. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't... There, does anything make sense in this? Not really.
1: <laughs> I mean... <laughs> i I'm, I'm only reading you what I wrote down in the middle of no. the night several days ago. <laughs> so um, no, but that doesn't make any sense. And um. then and then Ari Ari pulls out a knife and I just wrote Love It. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie man. Hmm?
0: She don't need no
1: man. She's been like carrying that knife around for a while and throughout this book she pulls it out a lot. She's like fully prepared to stab somebody. Love that. Always be prepared. <laughs> So Kylie does an exposition drop about the trials. Nice of her to explain the plot to Ari, <laughs> and uh, shows her these roses that are going to be the signs of the trials. It's like are a, they white? there's a white rose and a red rose. Okay, I remember. It does, okay, it's and they the, they I have like the... they have like gross shit. Like
0: that's what I was gonna ask. So the white one has like
1: one of like them has a wound, and the something? other and the other one has like gross maggots and stuff. Okay. Yep,
0: see? Things are coming back. You said this is what was gonna happen.
1: So then Kylie goes after Ari, and she drops the scepter and chase us to go after Kylie. And then the, the weird, like, area that they're in starts to cave in, and Lori grabs Ari by the hair. Mary has a hair-pulling fetish, I swear to God. Uh, to pull her out, and Ari runs forward to grab the Scepter. Laurie screams at them to get out because the cave is collapsing. An honestly solid point. And then Ari let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to read my own handwriting and it's a mess. Ari grabs Chase's mane and then suddenly they're safe in the pasture. So but still in still in
0: the river.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're still in Glacier uh-huh. River. But um I don't know. It obviously was, like, a pretty dangerous situation, and Lori was, like, legitimately trying to help her and, like, putting herself at risk, so that's nice. They're giving her, like, a little bit of a a better character. Then Chase has a cut on him, and Ari has a nasty burn on her hand, and Lori seems like she's pretty much okay, but she's, like, really pale, you know, because she's freaked out. The scepter starts to talk now. Okay. Um, of course it talks, Lori said in exasperation. Same, girl. <laughs> uh she suggests that there might be a tape recorder in there and they actually try to unscrew the top to check and
0: then it gets mad doesn't it like get mad and is like it, it's like the fuck it talks yeah back to them
1: yeah so i'm i'm starting to kind of love Lori's attempts to make this nonsense makes sense like she's like what would be i mean her explanations are weird but she's like huh maybe we've been abducted by aliens maybe there's a tape recorder in this like she's actually trying to figure out what's going on which everyone else is just like blanket accepting they're like it's magic whatever and she's like no what is actually happening (laughs) let's
0: be rational (laughs) human way
1: so the, the scepter repeats itself about we having to do the challenges, or her other option is to run away and become somebody else altogether. Laurie points out that, like, he's just repeating himself, and I'm kind of enjoying her level of sass in this book. <laughs> the scepter just says the same shit again, so she's like, oh, you're repeating yourself, and he's like, let me repeat myself again. Yeah, Apparently... Ari's babyhood name for Dr. Bonnie was uh, Bonzi. <laughs> wow, they put a Y on it. It's so different. It's so fresh now. <laughs> it's
0: a nickname now. That's yeah, like, that's... If you have to to something.
1: Yeah, I'll just start because... calling you I'll call you Melly. It'll be a whole thing. <laughs> there
0: Now it's I have a nickname. That's
1: no. what it is. <laughs> so the scepter says the challenges have to be met on the other side, and Lori points out That this doesn't make no goddamn sense. (laughs) then Lori wants to go home and not talk to the stick all day. And Ari says that she can go then. And Lori says she won't face her dad all on her own. And I just wrote, please call CPS. (laughs) Ari tries to convince Lori that she can't go by pointing out how hot Chase is. Like... Look at his big ebony horn, and um, like he's—I can't obviously bring this unicorn for other people to see. It's going to be very right. clear that he's a unicorn. But it, there's there's like a weird description of like his big ebony horn glinted in the clear sunlight, and I and I just wrote, "Mary, is this about dicks again?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> what isn't about dicks?
1: <laughs> and, uh, and then. Lori says, I can't go home without an explanation. My dad will kill me. I'm taking that literally. I think she's literally afraid for her life, which makes her being a brat, like, make a lot more sense. She's like, I'm afraid that I will actually be be murdered. After she says that, she is literally sobbing in fear. And then Ari tries to put a hand on her shoulder to comfort her, and Lori shrugs it off, and Ari thinks, how terrible to be so afraid of your father. Once again, like, I fucking knew it. (laughs) I fucking knew it. I knew that there was something wrong with this man. Yeah. And so the scepter explains how to get through the buried passageway and refers to itself as I and says that it'll need to concentrate to, like, make this happen. This thing is fucking sentient. Like... While the magic happens, Ari experiences Chase's physical feelings. Like, while this is happening, he, she can, like, hear and taste, like, th- what he's experiencing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's very, it's very personal. It's very intimate.
0: That is. They share, their <laughs> souls are connected, as I stated earlier.
1: So then we cut to Atlanta, and she still can't see shit in the pool. What's uh, your point? <laughs> to be hot.
0: <laughs> every every story needs a really hot unicorn. <laughs> I
1: mean, a male and female. Yeah, really you know, unicorn. either flavor. You gotta yeah. give give the people options. Yeah. So then Toby shows up, and he with info from the foxes, and uh, Toby also tells her that she looks like shit. <laughs> Then, then brings Lincoln in, and Lincoln's looking really rough. He's got bloody paws. He obviously hasn't eaten or drank in a long time, etc. He's he he he's he's not doing well. Atlanta kind of can't believe that a regular dog was able to come into the Celestial Valley that like shouldn't be possible. Right. Um, Lincoln is really fan-girling about meeting her. He's he's very excited to see her. Atlanta yeah. thinks that the old mayor of the mountains maybe let him in, because she doesn't know how else he could have gotten into the valley. Yeah. Lincoln talks about this scary unicorn who is the, her leader of the shadow unicorns called Molloth. Called what? M O L O T H. I do. Yep, yeah, okay. I remember that name. And on his back was the Shadow Rider. I'm like, so these are ring wraiths. When will the theft from Lord of the Rings stop? Yeah.
0: In case you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, this is very clearly just Lord of the Rings. Like,
1: yeah, I was thinking about they... it, too, and there's that thing with the star bottle where I was like, wait, wasn't, yeah. wasn't there something like that in Lord of the Rings where they yeah. use it to keep the big it spider is. from eating them? Yeah. there sure. is. <laughs>
0: this is literally just unicorn based lord of the rings
1: (laughs) Uh, there's also a lot of jesus shit like the whole like water and bread thing where chase creates it like you know you know what i'm saying
0: she's combining some stuff
1: yes catholicism and lord of the rings yeah so lincoln still can't eat or drink He's such a Frodo. That's what I wrote. <laughs> And and if if he is Frodo, does that make Atlanta Galadriel? Oh. I'm just wondering. So Lincoln follows her glowing violet light with his eyes until she disappeared. Damn, he is in love. <laughs>
0: I mean, I would be if Atlanta.
1: <laughs> so Laurie and Ari go through the gap, and there's a tunnel with a bunch of wooden doors that lead to other countries. There's places other than Balinor that they could have gone to. Like, other worlds. There's doors in this tunnel to other places.
0: Well,
1: now I want to know what those other places are. Are they better than Balinor? I don't know. But, uh, Ari does talk about wanting to go there, so maybe we'll see them at some point. She gets through, and there's obviously been a time jump, because the moon is full now. And it was like... A new moon when they left. So they talk about it, I think, after this, where they talk about how there's a time difference and, like, the time that passes in the world versus the time that passes in Valinor are really different.
0: Yeah. I think we, they kind of established that um, first one because Atlanta was saying how, like, she checked on Ari and then she checked on Ari shortly after and it was clearly...
1: Had been a long time, yeah. A while, Yeah. The North Star is is called Callista for some reason. Why? I don't know. Lincoln has waited for her this whole time. He's been there for like half a month waiting for her and not been able to drink water that whole time. So he'd be dead. He'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, his, his paws are all bloody. Yeah, there's, there's a touching reunion. Uh, they make some magic water and food for him. Apparently the key to the first magic, which is the the thing that, like, Dr. Bonnie has, right, where it's, like, just normal, ordinary items, like, you could make water or bread, um, is that you have to use it for others to do good. That's what they say. So the magic food and water makes him, like, instantly fine, where, it, like, he eats the bread and it's, like, there's immediately, like, more meat on his bones and everything. Like, it's, like, instant. He's just immediately fine. Then, apparently, Lori has followed them back. Ari pulls a knife on her because she just, like, is like, oh, there's someone behind me. Oh, it's just Lori. She's got her knife ready at all times. She's ready! (laughs) She's ready to stab somebody, I told you. (laughs) uh, She gets to do it later on in this book.
0: Beautiful.
1: I I think they're just trying to establish that she's ready, so they're like, oh, it's out of nowhere that she would stab somebody. No, she's been trying. (laughs) (laughs) So, evil it's unicorns... Like,
0: when's my time to shine and stab someone?
1: I'm <laughs> waiting oh impatiently God. for the opportunity <laughs> to knife a bitch. So, 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 evil unicorns show up, and Chase wants to fight them. To the final one. death, quote-unquote. Yeah. Are there non-final deaths in this world? Another plot hole, perhaps. What, do, what does to the final death mean? <laughs>
0: Maybe they just want to make it extra dramatic, so they're going to be throwing in words and then they'll be like, then they'll be questioning. We'll make it more mysterious.
1: (laughs) And we'll never address it. Is it a mystery? Is it a plot hole?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave that up to the reader as well.
1: (laughs) So I guess Molleth can't fight them because his master demanded the first challenge, so... Uh, chase is like, fight me, bitch, fight me. And he's like, oh, I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Laurie and Ari get on Chase and go back to where the ship was that they had taken to get there originally, which obviously it's gone because it's been right. so What's long. That? you know. Yeah. So essentially, a minute passes in the human world for every day in Balinor. So probably no one would have even noticed that Laurie that Lori had been gone, because it wouldn't have been more than, like, half an hour since she okay, left. Okay, that's what I thought. That's but they didn't, they didn't know that. You right, know? yeah. So then, the scepter calls Basil henpecked, and I just put, cool, even the deep magic is a misogynist. <laughs> I
0: mean, this is Mary's world, and Mary is also a misogynist. Like, so. me.
1: meanwhile, like, Jill just fucking carried them through that whole mission, like, knew where everything was, explained everything to everybody, made sure that, like, her husband was, like, properly camouflaged so they wouldn't get caught. Like, she did fucking everything.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're like, uh, oh, poor Basil, he's so henpecked by his competent wife who, like, fucking saved all of us. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, well, maybe if women just tried to be better.
1: (laughs) Have you you thought about being, like, more palatable to me? Like, what if I, the man, was in charge, even though you know more about what's going on?
0: (laughs) At least let me perceive that I'm in charge, even if it means that, like, you have to guide me at the same time. Um, But as long as I feel that I'm in charge, that's all that matters. Oh,
1: God. So... They get there, they're like, oh shit, the boat isn't there. But then the boat shows back up. Lori gets to get cleaned up and is sleeping in the hammock of their room. And Ari apologizes to her, like, sleeping body. And promises to help get her back home. And I just put shipping it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We know that already. Yep.
1: Apparently the people that are on... The plates that she has, remember, like she was like, oh, these are like everyone's outfits are like the people on our on our dishware or whatever. Yeah. Apparently, those plates are things that like other people have because she's seeing them on this boat as well, and the the people depicted on them are the lords and ladies of the court. So. I can't
0: really remember that.
1: So like. Is this how people recognize them, since they don't have, like, paintings? They just... Ha- everyone has the same it's dishes? Like, it's like a com- commemorative royal plates.
0: That's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's odd, but that's definitely... I probably wouldn't choose dishware if I was going to be making sure that everyone...
1: Knew who was important and, like... Yeah. Yeah. So, Bren is on the plate. She's, like, seeing him on there, her brother she says that she misses him, and then I put not her other brother, apparently, though, because he's still nameless. <laughs> and, does he
0: even exist at this point? Did they just decide? No, no,
1: no, no. She does She part. does mention that she has another brother, which he doesn't mention his name or anything else about him.
0: He's just like, I
1: don't care. She's like, I miss, I miss my favorite brother, Brad, and also that other guy, I guess. He's, <laughs>
0: uh, so, well... Nobody's alive, that's that's all
1: I can say. So then the food that they're having has fish in it, which is very confusing to me because I thought they didn't eat meat. So I'm like, are fish not sentient creatures? No. I I, I made a joke about sea kittens here, which will only make sense to people who remember that PETA campaign, but I don't
0: remember
1: that. Oh my god, it was all, it was so stupid. Um you could probably still find it. But there was a little thing <laughs> where for a while where PETA was like, maybe because a lot of people who don't eat meat generally will eat fish. Like, I do that, for example. Um, and they're they're like, well, people, if they, like, thought fish were cuter, maybe they wouldn't eat fish. So they were trying to rebrand fish as sea kittens. What? And, like, had these little, like, sea kitten stories where they were... I, I specifically remember one of them that was, like, Timmy the Tuna or something like that. Some type of fish that had a name. That was, like in an enclosure and I remember the last part of it said like that he longs for death. And these were supposed to be like little stories for you to like read to your children to be like to make them empathize with fish. It was real dark. What the fuck Okay. Peta, PETA's a hot trash fire man. Even like not a fan. The even like the Animal Liberation Front is better than PETA and they're an actual terrorist organization. <laughs> Yeah. I don't like that. I, I will say if anyone if anyone looks up the Animal Liberation front, their pictures are really hilarious because it's like a person in a ski mask with like an AK-47 but also an adorable bunny. It's like I, photos of them. That is interesting. I will be googling that later. It's... I don't know. They're high quality pictures. I'm like this is unironically great. Like I don't know what they thought they were doing, but I love it. So then, apparently the trial by fire is going to be a unicorn, like, jumping race in uh, Derrida. It's a land. It's, it's an area they're going to go to. So it's just, it's going to be a fucking steeplechase. That's yes, the I trial. memories of this. Derrida is a shithole where everybody is sad, and they're just, like, walking around really dejected. So they get there, and they're like, oh, this place sucks.
0: Sounds like regular day.
1: They have coal mines there that were set on fire and then are constantly burning. So essentially, it's like Centralia, right? Wait, what's that. You don't know what Centralia is? Um, do you? Did you ever see like Silent Hill or play the Silent Hill video games?
0: Um, I think I saw Silent Hill a long, long
1: time okay. ago. Okay, so never... this the Silent Hill games are based on a place called Centralia, where there were coal mines that were set on fire and they are still burning to this day. Like nobody can live there because there's just constant smoke. There are people who still like do live there, like a few weirdos. Um and it's kind of a tourist destination because it's just this weird apocalypse area full of like fucking smoke all the time. But yeah, it's just what? an it's a natural disaster. It's in it's in the US. Yeah. What? Yeah, look up Centralia.
0: Never heard of this before.
1: It's well the thing, like if you get an underground fire like that in coal and there's a lot of coal there there's kind of no way to put it out yeah. there's no way to to stop it huh. so but yeah like if you've ever if you've ever played that video game or seen those silent hill movies this, this is the place that that's based on like the the aesthetic of it huh. so then they're i just they're 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 introducing our potential male love interest gotta gotta get more heterosexual here so there's, the there's a boy, her age... No, in the town. They've arrived at Derrida. Okay. Which, which okay. is where they're gonna do this thing. Oh, that's right. So there's this boy, her age, who's, like, the son of the inn owner. Like, the inn that they're gonna be staying at. His name is Finn. Oh! Yep. And the innkeepers seem like they're low-key royalists. Because they're, they just make a few comments where it seems like they're, like, pro-royal family. You know? Yeah. As much as they can be in this area. Right. So Finn is tall. And Skinny with red hair. Oh, okay. And his mare, his his unicorn mare, is definitely flirting with Chase a little bit. Ari is looking at him being like, man, his posture sucks on this horse. (laughs) Um, Finn is just way too impressed with Chase. Is like, really interested in him. And Ari thinks that he is an honest, nosy person who doesn't jump to conclusions. Strange... (sighs) characterization.
0: <laughs> that is interesting. Uh,
1: the Scepter tries to chime in with some comments and Ari's like, shut the fuck up, Scepter. Like, no one asked you anything. Don't out me. <laughs> Now's not so, the Now is not the time. So then Ari's like, seems like she kind of thinks Finn seems cool, but she can't really talk because she's being incognito, which is bumming her out. She's like, yeah. I can't. She's like, I can't legitimately talk to or connect to anybody right now, because I can't let anyone know, you know, who I am. Yeah, Yeah, or like, if they're getting too interested in me, then that's you know, I can't really let that continue.
0: Is she going by a fake name?
1: I don't think so, but she's just not introducing herself as like, you know. I'm, I'm sure that like Ari's probably not that uncommon of a name. Yeah. I guess they can't use magic right now because it's going to make it really obvious to the bad guys where they are. Like, she goes to do something, and immediately Chase is like, no, 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 you know? Yeah. So, then, Ari decides to spend the night in Chase's stall, so she just, like, sleeps out in the barn with him. And, so there, the, the race is gonna happen. Lori wishes her luck, and really means it. She says that. I'm like, girl... She's not like, I hope you fail. She's like, wow, this looks like a really hard course, and I hope that, like, you do well and are fine. You know? That's nice. There's a lot of description about how fancy her saddle is, and a description of the bit, and none of this means anything to me, so... (laughs) I'm I'm like, I feel like this is, like, for the horse girls, where they're like, I need to know some details about what kind of of an equipment situation she has, and I'm just like, this is nonsense, I don't know. It's
0: important. I cannot tell you how many hours I have spent in my life looking through, like, horse tack magazines.
1: So, yeah, I mean, this this was content directed at you, and I was just like, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> Finn wants to just walk the race. He's basically just hanging around like a puppy, trying to, like, talk to her. He is
0: competing in the race, isn't he? No, he's not
1: going to. He's not going to? No, because it, it's not, like, he doesn't want to like harm his his mare like she's not she's not a good enough horse right. to like be able to complete that race without injury you know okay. so he's planning on just like walking it just to, like be around okay um so i'm like does this guy know who she is or know something because he's being like too helpful for someone he just met or just- she just—he just thinks that she's she, not... She's just such a babe. Yeah, could be. So, uh, Molith shows up, the evil guy, the evil unicorn, and he and Chase immediately start having a dick measuring contest. His rider drops like one of the gross roses and leaves, and it says he has a featureless face. So I'm like, so he's Voldemort. The <laughs> Shadow Rider is Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or like a ring wraith, you know. I guess they yeah. didn't. They didn't have faces either. They were just kind of <laughs> like a like a weird shadow, right? Yeah. Um, Finn touches her arm, and she shrugs him off impatiently, and then he like touches the back of her neck with a strong and gentle hand. And I remember that. And then is offering to get her food. Meanwhile, she's like, "Please go away."
0: <laughs> strong and gentle. I remember that.
1: Yeah, they specifically that's also, say that. that's
0: weird. You don't touch someone's
1: neck. Well, so she's like, you know, crouched down on the ground, like freaking out, you know, and he's like, are you okay? You know, trying to like chill her out a little bit. So it's kind of, it's not t- completely out of nowhere, but it's also a little bit like, dude, you barely, like you've talked to this person like twice. You're getting really intimate for somebody who like, that you like, you don't know her. I think I've had too many
0: people touch my neck in a weird way, which... No, it's weird. It's weird.
1: It's weird. I'm not not saying it's not weird. I feel bad on the inside. But based on the descriptor of a strong and gentle hand, it seems like she kind of liked it. Cute,
0: tall, gangly boy.
1: Uh, So then Lori shows up, says that Ari is the best writer out there. That's nice. And then Finn shows up and gives her some food that she thinks tastes bad. And uh Finn starts going on about some important dream he had. So Atlanta's been putting her foot in it, apparently. Maybe that's why he's being so helpful. Yeah. So the race starts. Entia is trying to hit her with a mace and then starts shooting fire at her. It's very dramatic. So Wait, is
0: Entia the Shadow Rider?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Like Molith is the is the unicorn and then Entia's okay. riding him. Okay. Ben shows up riding Red Null. Uh
0: Okay. okay. I knew he sh- freaking knew that he showed up. Yeah.
1: He just like halfway through the race, he pops up on Red knall and is like come over here with me. I have like a I have a safe place for us to go to and she's like She's like, I don't really know this guy very well, like, I don't really know if I should go with him, and no Chase, Chase, Chase is like, well, that's my brother, and he, <laughs> he wouldn't be helpful to this person if he was, like, trying to harm us, you know?
0: Well, that's my brother,
1: so. Yeah. So they win the race, and they're both a little bit injured. But they have some of Doctor Bonnie's salve—that salve that they put on everything—so that seems to be helping. And then Chase just has to flex on Molith. he like cannot stop himself. And, <laughs> and Ari has to be like, "We cannot stop to fight now." <laughs> Why are all men like this in these books? they are like—they're like I need to brutalize somebody. You don't understand. <laughs> How else will we know
0: that they're like the top dude?
1: So then they, they get away. Ari wakes up on a beach. Everybody oh, uh, for this, everybody else is like partying in the water without yeah. her. Um,
0: she finds a coconut and cracks it open and it's like black on the inside.
1: Yeah, that happens in a little bit. Yes. Yes. So I'm concerned that she was unconscious for that long. Because yeah. if you're unconscious for more than 30 seconds, you have brain damage. I,
0: She's got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs>
1: I, well, it's something that I always think about whenever there's a movie and instead of having the good guy kill somebody, they just have him knock them unconscious. And I'm like, if they stayed unconscious for more than 30 seconds, you caused them permanent brain damage. That's what happened. So so this is not actually the, the, the nice move you're making it seem like it is. No. i guess they rubbed salve on her so you know she's fine i guess the brain yeah, that, damage is it's fine know. yeah it just rubs some salve on it <laughs> so blah 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 it's a paradise full of like beautiful sparkling water the the like nice bird calls remind her of atlanta's voice and i put Lincoln and Laurie are in the same boat of, like, being in love with Atlanta, where she's yeah. like, oh, beautiful noise. It's like the voice of my unicorn girlfriend. <laughs> so Finn starts describing Atlanta coming to him in his dream, and his ears turn pink. Was this a sexy dream? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: sexy for him, at least.
1: I don't know, I don't know, but he seems embarrassed by it, so something happened what with that. sexual in this
0: Tiger series?
1: Dude, it gets real Freudian in a bit here. So, so, anyway, she tells him that Ari needed somebody to be her champion. Every woman needs one. Uh, my comment was, yuck. And then... <laughs> I kind of, I find it a little bit entertaining to see what I was thinking in the moment. So after this, they open the coconut, and, or he's trying to open a coconut, and Chase has to flex on him by opening it himself. He's like, excuse me, don't flirt with my girlfriend. (laughs) It's all black and gross, and it has a note inside, you know, talking about the next challenge. Oh, this is the trial by Moonlight. Mm -hmm. There is a mermaid kingdom. Dude and the mer the mermaid, the mermaid, I'm I'm like, this mermaid is about your sexual attraction towards women, Mary. That's what this is. <laughs> so I'll get into it. But there's okay. apparently it's gonna be a diving competition. That's the next yeah. challenge. Finn and Ari are bonding. And she's thinking about telling him who she is. He's he's all excited to like be on an adventure because he's like, Finally, I'm out of the shitty place that I'm from. God, I've been wanting to leave. Yeah. You know? We're having a great time, and so they haven't mentioned her legs this whole time, and they're just fine now for no reason. Like I don't know, they're just fine. Like she's not anymore. No, she hasn't been having any more problems with it. They haven't mentioned it once in this book. So maybe that's that salve finally worked, or like she's got more magic now, or something. I don't know. So. Ari's looking out onto the water, and there's like a beautiful mermaid that's luring her out there. She's able to to walk on the water and stuff. And I'm like, you know that like being lured by mermaids is something that like siren, yeah. Like this is pretty gay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> gay in the good way. Uh, <laughs> so then she drops what I assume is like. The crown, like, Ari's crown that she's missing, into the water for her to dive for it. I guess the shifter has, like, a whole underwater city, and there are just tons of mermaids down there. Yeah. So there's, like, things attacking her and all of that. And then she gets to the rose, which is in the water, and it says, Also, I guess the first hot mermaid leads this army. So, at least the sea isn't a patriarchy. You know, it's an evil matriarchy. Because that's, yeah, why wouldn't it be? That's that makes sense. But, I don't know, I'm kind of into it. <laughs> she's, she's hot, and she's the general of the army. I like that. So, as Ari's almost drowning, uh, she's thinking about her unicorn. She's like, oh, Chase, oh, Chase. She literally says that in her own head, where she's like, oh, why isn't my boyfriend here? <laughs> and then he shows up and saves her. Of course he does. Chase stabs the hot mermaid with his horn, and I just put, Freud would have a field day. (laughs) (laughs) Here here we have this, like, sexy mermaid that's lured her off, and then Chase has to come and stab her with his dick. (laughs) This is written for children? (laughs) (laughs) There's just- there's some subtexts that maybe Mary wasn't aware of, but that I'm I really think noticing. Maybe
0: Mary was not aware of so much. We're just getting like a real good look at what her like subconscious is doing, and that that just every book that we go into makes me even more want to like reach out and be like, "Are you okay?" I mean, I like. <laughs>
1: about what's going on here. (laughs) One of the things that's, like, so uncomfortable if you are a writer is the certain knowledge that you're doing this too. you know? Like, you think you're telling a universal story that, like, everyone would relate to and other people are noticing all your weird issues in your writing, you know? I'm sure when she was writing this, she was like, oh, yes, all these classical fantasy archetypes. And I'm like, Mary, you... Are bisexual, and <laughs> I need you to acknowledge that.
0: Mary, do you know? Do you do you know? There's a
1: lot of internalized like homophobia with a lot of her relations towards like female characters in this. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yep. We um, see it, Mary. We're here, and we're here.
1: Yeah, we're here, Mary. If you want to reach out and Have
0: talk, pod at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, <laughs> and
1: we'll be there for you. <laughs> so they they get back to like the ship and everything and it says that like they have like a big reunion like it says laurie danced around the deck and didn't ask once about getting back home she don't want to go i mean why would she <laughs> so yeah laurie and finn are talking to each other or uh toby points this out to ari being like hey look at that those two are flirting or something um and oh, toby is with them he he is now when he's at the ship. So when they get back to the ship, oh okay 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 sorry. Ari seems completely unbothered by this. So Thripple, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, and I'm then
0: already spoken for.
1: And then you know Lincoln's crush on Atlanta continues, and that's where we end the book. Is there on the ship, and everyone's like, woo! That
0: wow, what a journey. We just went on.
1: I, you know, a lot happened. A lot of gay shit happened. Anyway, I, I enjoyed it more than some of the other ones, because I was like, yeah. there's a lot to unpack here.
0: Okay, so then <laughs> let's get to our um, scales of measurement, which are <laughs> the scale of one to ten ponies literary worth.
1: I mean, I feel like this is better than the first couple, but it's not, like, it's still not the best book that exists but it was less obviously racist so i don't know maybe like a four okay (laughs) Um, there wasn't a trail of tears so thank god
0: for that (laughs) another thing mary if you're gonna reach out to us we have some thoughts and questions (laughs) we'll get to that later (laughs) okay scale one to ten ponies horse content
1: there was a lot of, you know, the Baywatch, like, shower scene was pretty intense, but I, I, I think it had probably a little bit less content than the previous one. You know, the last one was, like, high horse content, so yeah. maybe, like, a seven.
0: Okay. And scale of one to ten overall treatment.
1: I would say that I enjoyed this one, like, a little bit more than the... I liked the last one, too, just because I was like, this is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Gosh, I don't even remember what I rated the the previous ones. I don't either. Maybe like a five. You know, it was reasonably okay. entertaining. We're moving up! <laughs> I'm telling okay. you, I feel like she's like she was learning how to write as yeah, she was doing these, you know. Maybe so she, may- like,
0: didn't know exactly where she wanted to be, like, going with this, or, like, she didn't expect it to go this far.
1: <laughs> like, she was like, <laughs> was, like I'm gonna okay. have Lori be a bitchy villain, and then she's like, yeah. I keep including this character all the time, I feel like I need to give her more to do. You know. Yeah.
0: They're definitely, I mean, I hated Lori initially, but, um, but it gets better. Also, I would just like to say that I appreciate that Just because, like, the stuff with, like, her and her dad, I totally, in remembering it from, like, being a kid, I just didn't pick up on that, like, at all. So Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like that makes her, I appreciate you putting that perspective on it because it, like, makes her make more sense. And I don't necessarily think that Mary intended for that to, like, make her sympathetic, but I think it totally does. And that's, like, an important to to have on there.
1: Yeah, well, but... I mean, we haven't heard a single thing about her mom. Like, I don't even know if she has one. So either she... I don't think we
0: do. I don't think they ever say anything about... So,
1: so either she doesn't have a mom and it's just her alone with her abusive father, or her mother is probably also a victim and isn't able to help her. So then, how is... How is this person supposed to get her needs met? Right? Like, she has to be somebody... Who's vocal? Who's public about her, her issues so that people have to address them? You know what I mean? Like, because like, her dad probably doesn't, isn't going to do that of his own volition. You know, like she probably has, is used to having to make a giant fuss if she wants anything to happen that she needs, you know?
0: Yeah. No, that makes total sense. That was, she just seemed like.
1: Like a, like a spoiled, entitled... Yeah, like
0: the rich, spoiled brat type. Which was... <laughs> there was a similar character like that in... I equated... I, her, her and this other... This character in um, the Saddle Club. There was like... What was her name? I was say it was like Hillary or something. I might be making that up. But there was... In the Saddle Club, there was like a, a spoiled, rich girl villain. And I just always felt like they were like the same for me when I was reading all these they were like the same person except that I wound up liking Lori later but definitely yeah it puts a totally different perspective on her that I did not have at all so
1: I mean it makes sense to me that like maybe she didn't think about it when she was writing because she was just like thinking about people who've like annoyed her in her life but I I think like pretty much from the first book I was like her father seems violent to me yeah So, yeah, I don't know, especially, like, with the level of, like, resistance she has to, like, I know that, like, if you weren't thinking that she's actually in danger, that it just seems like she doesn't want anything to ever be her fault. But if you think about it from the perspective of, like, this, like, why is she so afraid of this man? Like, there's something more to that than just her being spoiled.
0: Yeah. That makes sense when you're looking at it from that perspective. That's t- definitely not, like, how I took it how you said before of, like, her just being not wanting it to, like, be her fault. That's, like, how I read it mm-hmm. as a kid. Not at all, like, a, her really being afraid. But it's, it's different. I mean, to, like, read it or think about it from that perspective makes her character seem totally different at this point. Yeah. Like, I wound up liking her anyway later, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that I I can already see how they're planning on trying to make her, like, a a more sympathetic character to the story. Because they do have her, you know, get into that, like, whole cave-in situation. She tries to pull Ari to safety, you know, and she she didn't need to do that. And then tries to be supportive of her with the race thing is, like, you know, being complimentary and stuff, so.
0: Hey, that's part of it, is, like, being removed from, like, a shitty situation and being surrounded by shitty people, she's able to become more of like herself and be treated. See what it's like to be treated kindly.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you're if you're in like survival mode and you're trying to figure out how to like protect yourself and get your own needs met around people that you know aren't going to do that or like aren't going to ever prioritize you, which I'm sure is like the case with her father cuz he's an abuser, yeah. then That kind of inherently makes you behave really selfishly, whereas, like, if you know that people around you are going to, like, address problems and try to see to your needs, then maybe that makes you more likely to help them, because they do, like, show several times Ari kind of trying to to help Lori with her problems, and, like, you know, at least, like, giving her food, giving her water, like chase carries her in the mordor situation you know what i mean so i feel like seeing that people are actually like at least trying to help her maybe it's like making her behave differently and like well they're building
0: like trust yeah that was like building a relationship no that's well i feel bad that i had, had such a that i was mentally like mean to her
1: (laughs) i mean i i think that i (laughs) think that mary probably was being mentally mean to her too but that might just be projection of her own issues as so much of this book is you know it's It's,
0: like not even real but like earlier on i was like god grow up just go talk to your dad And i'm like i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry to this character because that was sick
1: just go yeah. talk to your dad. And yeah. she was like, I'm literally afraid for my life. And you're like, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I feel, I feel really guilty right now. She's not real. <laughs> I feel, I'm sorry, Lori. You know. That counts. No, that totally, uh, your commentary on it made me re- totally rethink, like, what I think about her. So, thank you, <laughs> you're making me a better person one podcast at a time
1: (laughs) (laughs) let's let's talk about how racist and gay these books are (laughs) (laughs) let's just
0: go full on into this oh my god i know It'll be very interesting because I am like planning to like reread them. And obviously you pointed out some of that stuff anyway, but it'll just be very interesting to read it from uh, all of the things that I just was not aware of at all. That's how I feel about like basically anything that I was like really enthralled with when I was little, like looking back on them as an adult and seeing all of the things that like were so obvious, but that I just was so oblivious on. Largely, it's usually, like, sexual things that are in, like, adult movies, or even in kids' movies, you know? They'll put, like, vague or overt, like, things that are, like, sexual that are kind of for, like, the parents (laughs) to be, like, that's funny. But if you, as a kid, you're just, like, totally no idea. I was, like, I, we watched, like, Austin Powers and stuff all the time when we were little, and those are incredibly sexual, and I was just, like... I just thought it was a funny movie, and those things, like, didn't register to me. Which now I look back and I'm like, you idiot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Eight-year-old Melanie. I don't know. I I remember being fairly aware of things like that, but I think that I also was probably way more aware of a lot of those things than most kids are, you know? Like, I, I feel like what you're describing is normal, like, going back through and being like, oh, there's a lot of subtext here that I didn't notice. I've probably told you this story about how, like, the first day that I went to kindergarten that they, like, had some rule at my elementary school for, like, new kids that you had to have, like, an aide go to the bathroom with you. I think probably because they'd had a lot of, like, little kids who had never had to, like, be doing all of the stuff in the bathroom by themselves. Yeah. And they wanted to make sure that, like, Messes weren't being made and stuff like that, and I wouldn't let them do it. And I like basically was like, What's wrong with you? Why would you want to watch a kid go to the bathroom? Like, are you a pervert? Are you a pedophile? What's happening right now? And they were like, What the fuck? <laughs> they were really like disturbed that I didn't want that. That I like immediately was like, That's inappropriate. <laughs> and called oh, and c- they called my parents, and my dad was like, Yeah, why would you want to watch her go to the bathroom? That's weird, valid. I- but- I don't think that most, like, four- or five-year-olds would have had, no. would even have considered that as a possibility of, like, something yeah. that an adult could do, but I was always very aware of those kind of things, so. Yeah.
0: I would have thought I would be more aware, so my parents are always very, like, they didn't present it in, like, a weird way, or, like, a, but just, like, they tried to make us aware of, like, what could be inappropriate situations without necessarily making it obvious that 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 was like a weird sexual thing Mm -hmm. so maybe that's why I was always like aware of like what was like would be appropriate or inappropriate but like not but yeah but like sexual subtext I didn't pick up
1: Yeah, I I think I probably picked up on it too much. Like that probably is like, what's wrong with me as a person? (laughs) Is that like, as as a five year old, I was like, this is very horny. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So anyway, what's
0: our what
1: what's our main characters? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about our personal psychological issues. I did like, an anxiety advice thing the other day. Oh, I, on,
0: I saw, uh, well, I didn't, I haven't listened to it, but I saw that you're, um,
1: Well, most... I did, I do say hi, Melanie on it, so yeah. now you're required to listen to it, but. No.
0: That's, it was like, <laughs> it's on my list of things to listen to, because um, I too have anxiety. <laughs> um, as it turns out.
1: But as I as I was doing it and I'm like describing the emotional process that people go through when they're freaking out, I'm like, this is one of those things that I don't think most people have examined on this like level where I'm like, so you have this thought and this thought and then you're going to have these kinds of feelings and then you're going to do this. And like, as I was talking about it, I was like, I've been to therapy too much. <laughs> like this is... <laughs> I'm too aware of all of these things. <laughs> Anyway, if you, yeah, if you if you guys want to figure out how to not, like, lose your shit right now, I, I made a 15-minute or so advice <laughs> thing on my personal SoundCloud.
0: Stephanie's tips and tricks.
1: Yes. Well, I did, like, a thing about how to stretch your jaw, because I was like, everybody's yeah. clenching their jaw right now. And yep. a lot of people were like, oh, this is helpful. So I was like, maybe other things would be. But I don't think many people have listened to it, because they're like, I don't want to get into this but it's important
0: i just said i think that wait did, what day did you post it was a thursday
1: it was like in the middle of the night <laughs> a couple like a day or so ago yeah
0: i had therapy on thursday and i was like this I
1: you're like i just therapied i don't need more therapy
0: physical therapy and therapy therapy in the same day and i was like maybe that's too much. Yeah,
1: that's a lot. I was tired even after, like, just doing it, but...
0: Yeah. It's just... I'm not, like, used to being... This is only my second... My therapist has been gone. For any of you that aren't <laughs> friends with me on Facebook, where I've talking, I'm <laughs> sorry. But my therapist has the gone for a couple of months. And so we've only had two, like, sessions again since she's been back. And it's just, it's weird to try to, like get back into it because I'm like how do I re-figure out how to like talk about my feelings without it being like really stressed out about it mm. so I'm, I've been trying to like almost like avoid I mean I've definitely I've been like trying to avoid I'm like what can I talk about that's like surface level for enough time that we don't actually have to dive in to how I'm actually feeling and then she will inevitably be like, "Okay, we've been not talking about this for a while, so how about we bring it back?" And I'm like, "But what if we
1: didn't?" She's like, "Have you noticed that you're avoiding what we, what you're paying me to talk about?" I'm like, "No, do not make me actually discuss this."
0: She'd be like, "I noticed that you reacted uh, to what I to this thing that I just said." And I'm like, "Don't." Look at my face! <laughs> you don't acknowledge! <laughs> you don't acknowledge that I had a reaction to something or a feeling. That's not what this is, and she's like, that's literally why you're here.
1: And I'm like, no, I don't think so. We're just friends. She's like, <laughs> Melanie, friends. this. A good time. This is actually the service that you're paying me to provide you with. Oh, okay. So. Sure.
0: No. That's what I came here for. <laughs> don't make me do it. Anyway, I'm getting stressed out even just thinking you know, this is the white people are here. We don't have any problems.
1: <laughs> Melanie, you you just did the textbook like look up to the side when you're lying thing. You <laughs> You did that. Oh no.
0: No. Stephanie,
1: you're doing what my therapist <laughs> <laughs> We don't. Don't look at me. She's putting her shirt over her face right now. No, no, put it back. Let's take a picture. <laughs> that, that's what you I, wanted. Yes, I just wanted—I wanted a photo. I just had to take a screenshot of your shirt over your face. So. <laughs> that's my go-to. It's
0: just if you can hide your face, they won't know what's going on. No, no one will know. Luckily, none of you can see this except for Stephanie, but she's our. Uh, she knows. She's seen. She's seen most of of me.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> oh.
0: Anyway, what's our final segment? It was uh, main main ca- it?
1: main characters. It's when main you tell char- a horse story.
0: This is why I tell a horse story. Yeah. I just I was thinking earlier on, I was thinking of what I wanted to say. Well, okay. I'll just tell this one. This isn't like super (laughs) exciting, but um, this is the story that I, that I tell when I'm uh, trying to explain to people the difference between like sugar and red. And I don't think I've said this before on, on here. I've maybe said it to you as a person, but um, so sugar is, I don't know what I've said on here before, but my parents have two horses still. They have Sugar, who is our first baby, and Red, who is our last baby. Sugar's the best. Red's a shithead. (laughs) I'm sure that I've said that multiple times. It's just a fact. It's a Red fact. Um, (laughs) So, like, Red is the kind of horse that he with like kill you accidentally like he would kill you without a thought (laughs) if it meant like him avoiding whatever it was that scared him um but then he'd like see you dead on the ground and like feel bad about it (laughs) oh (sighs) darn
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh shoot
0: i killed you like that's (laughs) unfortunate Um, but he just he would just kill you with like without a thought and he is definitely like the wind you know the wind will pick up it like rattled our our shed and he just immediately jumped away from it because he's never heard wind before except for every day of his life Um, and just like knocked me the fuck over and luckily I played volleyball. I don't
1: know if you guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie was like a volleyball coach. I
0: wasn't a volleyball coach. I was a I managed a women's volleyball team my freshman year of college. So that's for a story for another day.
1: But um, as a non-sports person, I actually I don't know the difference between those two jobs in any way. But <laughs> I'll
0: explain another time. Um but So he, like, knocked me over, and, like, I've fallen to the ground many a time playing volleyball, so I just, like, volleyball rolled out of it. If I hadn't done that, he for sure would have, like, fucking stomped me. On accident, but it would have been bad. Whereas, um, and he's done that to not just me. He's he's a maniac. (laughs) He also, straight up, George... George Michael is my dog, for those of you that don't know. Um, He's very small, and last time I was at my parents' house, uh, my dad accidentally let George get outside, which George has never, like, gotten outside before. Um, George doesn't listen, and so he just, you know, he just ran straight into the horse corral, and Red just, like, saw him, and, like, he immediately got pissed because there was, you know, he had to protect his lady a.k.a. Sugar, a.k.a. his sister, but she's his lady. Um, but he just saw George and was like, this tiny thing is for sure a threat. I must go stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, he immediately went
1: over He's like, it. I need I need to kill this right now.
0: Yeah, he went and he was ready to stop George. Luckily, like, George ran out of the corral. Uh, completely unaware, as George is loving to death. A bit of a dum-dum but he had no idea what was going on, but Red was going to stop him. Just for evidence that Red's
1: damaged. George can, like, sense that you're talking about him, so he's yep. barking in the barking. background.
0: Anyway, I got off topic. So Red, he's not ever going to think of you first if he is in a flight or fight scenario. Whereas Sugar, she... <sighs> was born when I was seven and we grew up together. I started riding her when she was two and I was nine. I started showing her when she was three and I was 10. I thought I was fucking hot shit. Like I thought I was a really good rider. I was like, look at me. Like I'm totally fucking doing this. I'm like showing this horse. I'm doing so well. Like look at her go. Um, and like I, years later saw, like, a playback of a video, and, like, literally my reins are, like, flopping. <laughs> and she, she like, but she, she, like, took care of me. She could have done... And three is young. Like, for a horse, that's, like, really young. Um, typically, like, kids don't ride horses that are that young because, you know, they're just more unpredictable and not as trustworthy. But she like, took care of me. She never once, like, freaked out or, like, took off with me, like, reared, bucked anything. She just totally, like, it... I think she just, like, knew that I was, like, a kid and that I wasn't gonna hurt her, and so she wasn't gonna hurt me, and she was gonna make sure that, like, nothing else hurt me, too. <laughs> anyway, I love sugar. This is what this is turning into, but We, like, one time my mom and I went on a trail ride and the horses got super spooked because there were, like, lots of groves by our house when I was growing up in my hometown. And this these, like, dogs came, like, running out of these trees and, like, really scared the horses. And so we wound up, like, getting off because the horse that my mom was riding was younger and he was kind of, he was a little bit more, like, red temperament-wise, but, like, nicer. Not as much of a dickhead, but... We were walk. We like walked them back, and you usually walk a horse like they're on your right side. You're on their left side, and um, th- these kids were like jumping on a trampoline in this yard and scared Sugar, and she literally swung her entire body, like like her head staying in the same place, swung her whole body around and like up an embankment that was on my left side so she moved from my right side to my left side up an embankment so that she could get away from the thing that scared her and not hurt me so that's she's amazing is my point sugar's an angel <laughs> her name is sugar because she's super sweet i want that sugar sweet she's also a palomino and beautiful and um yeah i just she's the perfect horse so we're, we're big fans of sugar in our house. That was a very long and winding tale that lacked a lot
1: of direction. Yeah, I mean, do do people need to know all of these things about us? It really is just our personal friends. And you did say your physical therapist listened to it once, so maybe, you know, that shout-out will be nice. <laughs> shout-out
0: to Carly, my physical therapist. Um, I like to think that we're real-life friends now. <laughs> I love
1: her. Now she knows well. Well, yeah, that's 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 pretty much that's the book. Um, we will. I'll read the next one and make some more notes. I'm hoping it only gets gayer. And if 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 you're a fan fiction fan, I I am planning, based on some of the events of this book, to to write another little bit. So you know, look look out for that. Fans of of the whole. Ari-Lori situation. I feel like they need a ship name. I don't know what it would be, though. Because uh, um, what are their last names? It's like I don't know. Lancaster or something. I'd have to look, but I, I don't feel like their like last names make a good ship either. And Lori and Ari both end with like an I, so that no, doesn't... that would just
0: be Ari, basically. Yeah. Or Mari, Which just Wh- sounds like lori
1: in a weird way uh loriana yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know there's usually like some portmanteau you know like brangelina that like people do yeah. for ships but i don't think they have one because it's me and that one lady who left a comment yeah. on on the thing um oh gosh i like i think i sent you a screenshot of it but i kind of want yes. to Did you find it? I did. Okay, what is... You read it. Okay, so this is the comment on
0: Stephanie's um, Lori Ariana fanfic. Okay, so I'm not the only kid who... I'm not the only one who shipped them as a kid. Awesome. This is adorable and I love it so much. Please write more of them because you are the only writer on the entire website who's written this fandom, not as a crossover. And I need it, and my grubby ten-year-old baby gay self needs it also. Also, praise the Lord for soft Lori. <laughs> <laughs> You're making dreams.
1: Stuff, so I have, um, I have my regular fan fiction account, and then I have an an alternate name on there that's just my usual name with the word not in front of it. And if you go to the profile, it says, we don't know who this is, but we know who it definitely isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Initially, when I made that account, I just took the same profile picture I'd used for my other account and photoshopped a fake mustache onto it. (laughs) Because I, I thought that was a good joke, but... Um, <laughs> that's a good joke. I like that. I, I basically have, like, this other name just so that people who were hoping for, like, you know, Marvel yeah, comic stuff. related shit wouldn't be like, yeah. why why is there now uh, a long fanfic for the Disney Channel original movie Don't Look Under the Bed from 1999? And I'm like, look... No one else was doing it.
0: (laughs) That's also, I just signed up for a free, like, the seven-day trial of Disney Plus, and Don't Look Under the Bed was on there, and I was like, I forgot that existed. I'm gonna put that one
1: in there to watch. That one's, like, high on the list of things where you were like, did they intend for me to think that this girl and her brother's imaginary friend are gonna fuck? Because... (laughs) They kiss and there's a weird sexual tension between them for like the entire movie. I like
0: don't remember anything about it at all. Okay, so
1: it's, it's fascinating. To go it's back. it's really funny because like I think Disney only tried to do like a couple of horror things. There was like that one and like Halloween Town, which yeah. is also great. Yeah. There's a weird thing where, like, she clearly is, like, kind of into the troll in Halloween Town. There's this troll guy who's, like, yeah. clearly supposed to be sort of like a bad boy. And I'm like, she... <laughs> they're gonna date. <laughs> but yeah, this one's really funny because the movie, like, knows. It knows that sometimes cameras get tilted, but it doesn't know why. So there's just, like, Dutch angles all the time. And it's really funny to me as, like, a cinematography choice. <laughs> that is funny. Wow. Uh, um but wow. yeah if you if you watch that and you agree with me i have written like essentially the only piece of fan fiction for that movie that's hilarious. when i cuz i watched it one time and i was like what does the internet have to say about this movie and i think that there were three on the entirety of the internet and only one on AO3 um and for those of you who are not fan fiction people um Back in the day, there pretty much was just fanfiction.net and then, like, you know, little personal live journal communities and stuff like that where people would write fanfiction. And now most people do it on Archive of Our Own, which is, like, a fan-sourced site. Like, that it's maintained by, like, volunteers and employees that are paid by fan donation. Um, and the whole point of that archive is that fanfiction.net had a lot of restrictions on what kind of content they would allow you to post there. And there aren't restrictions on AO3. You can do whatever you want as far as the content goes. Because there was a lot of, like, discourse about, like, certain types of, like, fantasies being inappropriate or, like, they really, like, would try to crack down on sexual content, which, like, didn't really work. But, you know, that was part of the ethos of fanfiction.net an archive of our own doesn't have any of those restrictions, the The idea there is that as long as you're appropriately tagging your stuff so that people know what to expect from it, then there's no reason that you can't write whatever you want. Because if you don't want If you're like, I don't want to ever see a character die, I don't want to see whatever, like, there are tags for that, and you can exclude that in your searches. So there are people who will, like, go to read a story and be like, oh, I don't, I don't like that this thing happened, like, well, then don't read it. It was, it was tagged, you knew what was gonna, what was gonna be in here, Yeah. you know, if it's not for you, then don't look at it, you know, you have the ability to curate your own experience. There's no reason to like censor the community, but Fanfiction.net, like their idea was that you should censor the community that there's some things that just shouldn't be posted or written. Lame. Yeah. So if if you're looking for work and it's on Fanfiction.net, it was probably written in like 2003. You know, it's like an older, yeah. it's an older piece. And so I, yeah, I I think that there were only like two things for that that particular Disney Channel movie and there were none at all on like any of the any of the more popular sites. Oh. So I have a I have a few things that are like that where there's really not anybody else who cares enough about it to have written a story. And so every once in a while like one or two people will be like, "Oh my god!" and be really excited, and otherwise it just gets no traffic. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was for a little while somewhat popular in like the Marvel fandom fan fiction circles. <laughs> so the level of like views that something like about these other things gets is pretty low, you know, because they're pretty small. Yeah. Whereas if you if you're writing for something more popular, it's
0: That's gonna it's I mean. gonna get a
1: lot more traffic. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm sure that all of this is not going to be included, because this has been more yeah. than two hours, and no one wants I it. But. Been
0: all- I know. I didn't realize how late it was. I I need to make dinner.
1: Yeah.
0: All I've eaten today is a donut and some cheese.
1: <laughs> I, I had a banana and a cup of hot chocolate. That's where I'm at. That sounds great. Okay, bye, everybody.
0: Bye. I want that red velvet I want that sugar sweet Don't let nobody touch it Unless that's somebody's me